Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I'm so excited today to welcome Dr. Cindy Childress. She is an expert ghostwriter and CEO of an award-winning business supporting entrepreneurs to write books that achieve bestseller status, give TED Talks, win book awards, sign book deals, and a lot more. I'm so excited to have you here, Cindy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So tell me, how did you get into ghostwriting and what you're doing today? I'm, I'm really curious to find out. Yes. Well, the Dr. Cindy is not just a marketing gimmick. I do (laughs) actually have, it would be clever, but you know, I do actually have a PhD in English. And the reason I'm not um, an academic at a university is my husband at the time that I finished my PhD had an opportunity to live and work in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So yes, it was amazing. This took us overseas for seven years. And during that time, I had a dependent visa, which meant I could not be paid to work, although I volunteered my heart out. I was even president of two expatriate women's clubs. Um, And then when I came back to America, I was like, who doesn't want to hire me to do all the amazing things I'm more than qualified to do? Mm -hmm. And the answer was nobody. Nobody at all. That seven-year work gap, I was going straight to the bottom of the pile. and. Through that experience, I reinvented myself as an entrepreneur, and it was a question of, well, I'm just going to go straight to the people. So I started Children's Business Communication, and um, in just a couple months, I had niched down into ghostwriting because I noticed that long-form content is where I especially excel. And um, books are really what I've been passionate about my whole life. That's why I got that PhD in English. So it just really lined up. That's amazing. What an interesting path and story. And I, I always find it so interesting how we start one place and end in such a different place sometimes in, in mm-hmm. our businesses, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. So do you, you focus on working mostly Actually, let me ask you, who is your ideal client? I'm curious to find out um, about that a little bit more too. Yeah, well, my favorite kind of project to work on is the story-driven self-help book. And what I like about those books, because personally, again, as a scholar of English, I truly believe that the best way to teach people things and to actually affect a transformation in your reader is through storytelling, because that's where you engage with people emotionally. And so you don't just make them smarter. You also actually can change them um, for the better, obviously. And so um, with a story-driven self-help, so it's mostly, so the chapter will be mostly stories. Like for instance, my client, Stacey Dewald, her book, Douchebags to Diamonds. It's so amazing. What a and name. it was, <laughs> yes, it was an award winner at BookFest 2022. And um, most of her chapters are her telling stories about her um, dating fiascos, sometimes even worse than fiascos. 
Um, but then at the end of each chapter, there's um, a little bit of lessons learned where there's some self-help things that the reader can apply if they're experiencing some of the things like what Stacy addressed in that chapter. So there's the story element, and then there's just a little bit of teaching. And this kind of book is really well suited for people who are coaches in particular, because that's where, you know, that um, you're giving them just enough wins to think, I really want to I want to engage more with this person. I want to find out more about how they can help me. And, um, you know, and they, with all those personal stories, they also feel really emotionally connected. That answers the question, why you, instead of all the other coaches out there. So it's just a really, really great. That's amazing. So now I'm super curious to know more. So are you literally ghostwriting for them or, or, or are they writing on their own or do you have a mix of offers available depending on the person's needs? Yes, I do have a mix. So with Stacy, I did ghostwriting. So she told me the stories and the information. I wrote it and then we edited it together. And I also offer author mentorships where I work with you one-on-one. We start out very similar to ghostwriting with really narrowing down um, your audience, your goals for the book yourself, and what the table of contents should be. But then when we get to the point that I would begin the interviews, you begin writing your book. And then we have um, check-ins every other week and you send me your writing as you do it and I give you editing feedback. So that is, that's how you can write your book literally with a ghostwriter in your pocket. Um, and then I also have an online course. That sounds super powerful. Why do you think it's valuable to have your own book as an online business owner? or not online even, I think that as an entrepreneur period, I, I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about the business card book, but really I think to do it right, particularly for coaches, this is a chance, this like, this is not busy social media with everybody else around when they have your book, it's just you and them, you know, you're in the bed with them, you're on their couch, maybe you're on the beach with them. <laughs> and And, you know, and it's just you and they're going in deep. And that's, I think, I don't think there's any other kind of content that can really replicate that as well as a well-written book will in terms of that reader-author relationship. So what happens is you're already their leader and they're already thinking of you as their mentor just from reading your book and getting wins. And honestly, when you think about it, books you read that really resonated with you that and then you went and did something that worked from that, you probably already considered that person someone that you know impacted your life. Yeah, I love that. That's super powerful. So why was it important for you to brand your business as the Chanel of writing? I want to hear about that too. (laughs) Yes, you know, there's there's like a few things that went into that. So very early on, I worked with B Capitan, who is an amazing graphic designer. And she looked at my poor, frankly, sorry, (laughs) not branded at all business, but she also saw me as you know, a bit of a fashionista. And then she looked at my website and she was like, no, this does not all match up, but it can, and I can help you. And I was smart enough to listen to her. And so um, when we were working together, you know, I told her I really loved the Chanel C's. And if we could figure out a way, because my name is Cindy Childress and I own and wear a lot of Chanel. In fact, I was just in New Orleans with my husband and I bought this amazing vintage leather Chanel necklace with an amazing tassel. It's so, it's it's over the top. It's so fantastic. So, you know, so it's a part of me 
And it was a way to say that I strive for excellence, but also that I'm not pretentious because Chanel is really a brand that prides itself on having things that women can actually wear, shoes women can you know, walk in, bags we can actually carry. Um, and so that's what I want it to be too. It's functional excellence. I love that. That's so powerful. And I think it's, I mean, I, I, I think that it's so powerful that you're also associating yourself to something premium, which is obviously part of who you are as a brand anyways, and what you want to also kind of convey to your audience. Because I, I do believe that through writing your own book, it, it really puts you in a different category as well, right? Like it makes you be seen more as that authority and, and an expert as well. So I love that. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, what do you say? Like, I would imagine that there's a lot of people in your audience who might feel like they're not ready to write a book yet. Um, and I want to hear what your opinion is around when should somebody consider writing their own book? At what point of their business or what point of their story is that a good idea? Yeah, you know, um, my first ghostwriting client actually was a um, Fortune 500 project manager, and she wanted to pivot to business coaching to help other people build consultancies like hers. So we wrote her book without her ever having a business coaching client. And we did that ethically. So all of her examples of people she helped, we called them what they were, friends, peers, colleagues, associates, you know, um, but that book catapulted her a year later um, to where she had, you know, quite a, a, a compelling book of coaching clients. So you don't have to wait until there's a certain amount of years. But what she did have was the expertise and having done it for herself really well for a long period of time and watched other people struggle and not do it as well as she was doing. So I really think um, it's a matter of your expertise in your area. And when you get to a point where you're not just quoting other people or always saying what they think or how they do it, but you've really owned your own authority in that space, because then you're not going to have imposter syndrome or feel like you're copying everybody else. Cause you already know what right. you have to say is different and really valid. That's, that's so powerful and true. I think that, you know, I, I think that there's an opportunity for people, no matter what stage they're in. Well, obviously, unless you literally know nothing, but obviously if you're considering <laughs> writing a book, you are probably a little bit more advanced anyways. Um, to really bring it into your part of your strategy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. in terms of growing, nurturing your audience, I think I, I, there was one thing that you said before, there's no distractions when you're writing, when you're reading a book, you're in the book. And when you can bring in more storytelling to prove your point and to make it very clear, I think that that's super powerful. Do you also tend to, in the process of helping your clients write their books, um, use it very much as a funnel as well to get people to then or the reader to hire the person or is this like more subtly done throughout like just by revealing what you do without being very in your face like hey here's how we can work together I'm kind of curious I, I hope that that question made sense oh no I love it because what you just said before made me think of you know the fact that books are very are usually a top of funnel place mm -hmm. where so top of funnel for anybody that's not into like marketing lingo um would be like maybe the first place that a potential client or customer interacts with you and what I teach in 
everywhere from my course, Crank Out Your Book in Eight Weeks, to what I do with my private ghostwriting clients is we think, okay, this person has, they're looking for the information that's exactly what you have. What is it they're searching for? What's the problem they're aware of that they're ready to get some help from in the form of a book? Mm-hmm. And then we look at where do you want them to be at the end of the book such that they've gotten the promise that sent them to your book in the first place and they're ready to continue engaging with you, um, hopefully interacting with your next offer and certainly being in your audience. So when you write your next book, they're in line to pre-order it. So the way we accomplish this is always coming up with a lead magnet that is free with the book. And when you all think about this, you're going to realize you've seen it in all kinds of books, all different kinds. Mm -hmm. You know, it's free with the book. And then to do this really well, and Donald Miller has a great, is just a great example of this in his book, Marketing Made Simple. Then you refer to that digital download. I like to make it a workbook that goes with the content in the book. Mm -hmm. And then as you, um, like my client, Simon Severino, whose book Strategy Sprints, he's teaching the content of the workbook inside the book. But then to go actually get those worksheets and do it, you have to go to the address and put in your email address. And now you're on his email list and you have this content. And then to do this really well, what you want to do is when people accept your free lead magnet is to put them into a campaign for another offer. So by campaign, I mean an email sequence and whatever that offer is, you should be talking about it in your book from the introduction and then throughout the book several times. So people are like, wow, that sounds amazing. I wonder if you're still doing it. I wonder how to sign up. I hope I can afford it. So then when they get all this information in the emails, they're like, yay, this is just what I was hoping for. And they will love that. One person who does that really well, actually, I have her like, um, what's this called? The card deck. Um, Gabby Bernstein. She is one that does that really well. I've seen her do that before where she Mm -hmm. has like whole courses and meditations and a whole bunch of different things that are tied to every single one of her books. I mean, I haven't gotten every single one of her books. I I have a few, Um, but it's such an easy way to kind of bring people more and more into your world. So I think that that's a really powerful strategy too. I love that. Um, okay. So you started thinking that your PhD was going to be that biggest selling point, And you mentioned it before. What did your clients tell you instead, once they heard that you were a doctor? I'm curious to find out about that too. Yeah. So um, in 2018, I was working with a business coach and she gave us an exercise to find out why our what it was that our best clients most appreciated about us. And so I did not want to ask, but finally I did. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a non-figure commercial real estate a developer that I had done a ghostwriting project for. And he was very happy with it. In fact, his book was um, in the top 100 on Barnes & Noble for nine months, which was a wow. big deal. Um, in the real estate and finance category. Um, So I asked him what his favorite thing was for working with me. And I assumed it was going to be that I was so smart. But instead, what he said was, it was my absolutely indomitable belief in his project and how much he could really feel that I genuinely cared about him and his book and its success and even the people reading it. And I was like, oh, that wasn't even on my list of what I thought he would say, because I was so embarrassed to ask. I'd kind of come up with a fake answer. I was going to give the coach to just be like, <laughs> here's what they said. See, it was just what I thought. Um, but, you know, I'm so glad I did ask. And and it really surprised me. So 
after that, even though I think the PhD makes a difference in the buying decision if you're looking at, um, if you're comparing your experts, but really at the end of the day, I think it is my heart and soul that just gives people the confidence that, you know, I'm going to be with you to the very end. And along the way, you know, there's a little bit of tough love, but, you know, it's mostly just love because I believe in you and your project. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. And I, and I, and I feel like that's really the big differentiator, you know, um, it it's in my experience, it's not or rarely about the education and, or like the titles or whatever. It's about that human connection. And I think that like, that's why people make the decision to work with you. And I mean, I find kind of the same sort of thing. I don't think I've ever been, well, obviously I don't have a PhD. I have an MBA. That's as far as I go. That's also a terminal degree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that it's really the thing that makes a difference in people purchasing for me. It's really about that human connection and element. So I love that you brought that up. Um, Okay. So the last question that I want to ask you, kind of turning it back to you is, as entrepreneurs, we always face challenges and triggers and obstacles and all of these different things. And I'm curious to find out how you keep your mindset strong as a business owner, because I feel like this is just one of those questions that I like literally want to hear everybody's um, little strategies to work on their mindset because I think it's super valuable. So I want to hear yours. I totally agree. You know, my father's dad was an entrepreneur through and through. He owned a dairy cattle farm. He also raised beef cattle and um, he had fields of tobacco, corn, soybeans, hay, like you name it, you know, he did it. And I remember listening to him and really kind of watching him. And he always, whenever he made a new business decision, whether it was a new track of land he bought or a new piece of equipment, he always had at least three ways that he could make money on it. And that's how, you know, as an Appalachian farmer without a high school degree, he had a million dollar business. And so um, I just kind of think of myself as the little engine that could. And when I hit a rough patch, I just think, what would Papa do? Well, he would not eat ice cream and cry in the bathtub. I guarantee you that. (laughs) He would would say, what what else? What am I missing here? You know, what are the assets I'm not capitalizing on? How can I pivot? You know, if that equipment, you know, what he bought it for, let's say that crop doesn't do well, who can he rent that equipment for (laughs) out to that will at least recoup something? And so um, I just kind of look at like, where are the assets I'm not maximizing and how can I maximize them? And I always have many possible ways to get to my goals. I love that. That's so powerful. I love having that example right in your family because I think it's always helpful. It's it's so interesting, right? Like when we look back at our ancestors and the things that they, and I say ancestor, oh yeah, I guess grandparent is an ancestor as well. Um, and, And looking at how we kind of inherit in some of those things too. So I love that you, that you really look back to that too. That's amazing. So I believe that you have a gift for our listeners. Tell me a little bit more about what you have. Mm-hmm. Yes, I invite everyone with the author uh, book writing spark to take my quiz, discover your number one best-selling author personality. This quiz will help you unlock your author superpowers so you can write the book you're meant to write in the way that best suits you. You'll find it at cindychilders.com backslash quiz.
I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for being here. This has been super powerful and I kind of feel like I want to talk to you about uh, writing my own book now. <laughs> um, here, I would love that. <laughs> thank you so much. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Break Your Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.